is Christina Carlson. Um, and you're here to tell us your story. So I am very curious. What is the story that you want to share with us today? Yeah. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Um, my story is, is really one of of growing up in a way that disconnected me from myself, my intuition, and my body, and the slow return and continual return of myself to me. Um, so that's the that's the brief synopsis of it. Um, I was raised uh, in a in a bunch of different radical religious groups, and um, eventually went on to join a community that turned into a cult by the time I was leaving, um, which felt like a natural progression because of the way that I had been raised to be really radical. Um, that was that was the epitome of, of commitment and dedication to something. Um, so naturally, I'm a very uh, strong-willed person and very, very dedicated to things um, because of trauma. <laughs> and um, also, also just be by nature of who I am. Um, yeah. What do you want to know about specifically? Hey, so I was uh, intrigued by uh, by cult. Um, maybe a little bit about myself. I was um, raised in a very Catholic household. Um, so yeah, it has has culting uh, tendencies sometimes, um, and I'm I'm fascinated by the, the whole concept of cults and uh, how one actually uh, gets into one and, and what is, I don't, yeah, can I say a drive to, to kind of pull you in in a, in a cult? Uh, yeah, I'm just very curious. Yeah. Okay, I love that you say that. Like, because of my experiences, I'm kind of obsessed with documentaries surrounding, like, religious groups. And, and, and yeah, like, top- yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I I love um I love any like documentary or drama that involves like someone scamming other people or like um or cults because it's a very similar thing. There there's this over promising of what you'll be receiving and then you're treated very poorly in in the process of that and it just kind of gets worse and worse. And whether you're being scammed or you're being cult scammed, it's like the same kind of concept. Um, for me, like the, the, er, my earliest memories are reading stories about missionaries, which, you know, are just like mostly 99% white colonizers who are just like trying to conquer the world for Jesus and destroy cultures. Right. It's like the, not the birth of, but like a huge wave of colonization and, um, cultural appropriation really. Um, when you look at Christianity, the things in it that are good have been culturally appropriated from other cultures. Um, so I like with all these early stories of people going out and like d- dying or like suffering for for a cause, like those were my bedtime stories. Those were my heroes. Yeah. So the people that we were told to look up to were extremely radical and from my earliest memories as well, I was in vacation Bible school, which is like just groups of, you know, learning about the Bible for a week or whatever. But the the rhetoric that we were given was that we were soldiers 
for Jesus. Like there was a lot of warlike language. And if you look in the Old Testament of the Bible, there's a lot of old, there's a lot of war. There's a lot of killing. There's a lot of violence, um, especially against women, but in general, just violence and wiping out whole cultures. So it kind of makes sense that that narrative just kind of went in there. All that to say, like, that's extreme, right? Like, that's, that, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, what? <laughs> um, people and these sayings, and yeah, it's a lot. So, like, that, that kind of, um, growing up with that narrative, like the people who we were, we were taught to not be lukewarm. It was dangerous if you were lukewarm, which meant you were just, were not fully committed. So if you were not fully committed, you would go to hell. And so like the more dedicated and more committed you were or the safer you were as far as like, you know, seeing your family after you die and being on God's good side and like all of these things, you know, they wouldn't put it like that. It would be, you know, you want to have a close relationship with Jesus for the sake of love, but there's always like the gun to your head of hell. So it's like not really free, right? <laughs> so what? Oh, I said, I, I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> no, so there's, there, it just, it seemed to me like the more, um, the more extreme, the better. And like, I had like, I had some parameters around that, obviously, but like inched into it slowly over time, it like sort of made sense, you know, like because because I'd watched people and read about people who would go places and just like die. And that was like the goal. Like I I really had hoped that I would like become a martyr by the age of 33. That was like I was like, I don't think I'm going to live past 33. <laughs> Um, because that would be like an honor to die for the cause, right? Um, and so I like didn't have a vision for my life beyond that when I was in that space. But all that to say, like the the community that I joined in Hawaii was a Bible college that was like a branch off of Calvary Chapel, which is a Christian denomination, a fundamentalist Christian denomination in the U.S. or based in the U.S. and um, they opened a campus in Hawaii. And so I went there as a study abroad and I, I, you know, it was Hawaii. I had a great time. Like I kept going back. I went back for an internship and then I went back to work there. And we, we like, this is such a white people thing. We really like, we really like glamorize poverty oh, and yeah. like, and the truth is, like, I, like, we were poor growing up. Like, we didn't have a lot of money. I, like, I didn't know that at the time. But, like, there was this, like, and for us, it was a way of coping. For a lot of other people, it was just a way of, like, an excuse to not help people. But it was, like, this glamorization of, like, of, like, not having a lot. And, like, look, people are so happy when they don't have a lot. And it was just, like, you, too, can be happy if you just have Jesus and don't have a lot, right? And so, so I like was kind of conditioned into like being really scrappy and like, I mean, I'm grateful for the, for the fact that I can jerry rig a bunch of shit and like have a bunch of weird skills, right? Like it's not a bad thing. Um, but like, I also just like didn't bat an eye at like, t like poor conditions, you know? So like we, 
in our Hawaii campus, like the first time I went, we were staying in a like an abandoned or had been abandoned old folks home. So it was like just this one building that was like <laughs> probably not up to code. I don't know. <laughs> but it was pretty, you know, it wasn't like here's college. Like it was just like you have a building to live in. Yeah, yeah. Up top of your head yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And um so then then the next time I went back, we stayed in tents. And they're like these RV tents that are built on platforms. And the bathrooms that we had were porta potties. And the kitchen that we were working in was under a tent, like just under a tarp. So the the ground was gravel. There was a tarp. There was like open trash cans. And we were cooking in there. And then we were doing our dishes like in a goat field. Like there was like an industrial sink there. But it was like there's goats right behind there. And like (laughs) I look back and I was like what had been wondering like why I was sick. It was just like, well, (laughs) us college kids were washing dishes by goats. (laughs) (laughs) But how long did you stay there? Um, situation. It, for the tent part, I think I was there like a total of a year and a half, separate times. So it was like separate times I had stayed down there. Um, and then I eventually like got a a living room floor I slept on for like four of the months that I did my job there. They they paid us almost nothing. Like it was it was like this is Hawaii, so like it's expensive even then, and. I think I had like $60 a week for groceries and um, yeah. And like one, one meal was like $10, you know? So I was like trying to find ways to get food and like, it was just not, it was not great. I didn't mind. I thought it was an adventure. Um, But this was all under the premise of like, you're like, you're training to be a missionary or you're like, you're here for a greater purpose. So these things don't matter as much. This is like discipline. This is learning. This is building character, whatever. <laughs> and so like I, it was it was during the final time that I went there. Um, I was there for a year and a half as like an actual staff member for the Bible college. And during that time, I started to hear things that I'd already, I'd already known about, but I wasn't involved in the leadership. So I, I learned that they they were shunning people, like people who had done things that the church didn't agree with. They would kick them out of church and then like ignore them around town. This pastor would be like, you can't talk with them unless it's to to, like ask them to make reparations and come back, Um, which is, you know, literally shunning. So something like this had been happening like subtly, like over the course of my time there. And the pastor, who was really charismatic and everyone liked him, um, was growing a little bit more like, I don't want to, like, I'm so, like, gentle around this. It seemed aggressive, like, the way that he was, like, treating staff members. Not, like, physically aggressive, but, like, emotionally. And there there was just, like, people he started just kicking out who just disagreed with him. And then there was another church split. So like one of the one of the pastors left and started a new church because he didn't like how he was doing things. And those people weren't really allowed to hang out together, like because there was like this rift or whatever. So I remember one time I had a friend. This this was like the this was kind of it for me. This was like, oh, this is a cult. This isn't okay. 
Um, I had a friend who he was a he was a youth pastor, and somehow it was found out that he had had sex three years prior before he came to work at the church. Yeah. And he he had told the church staff there that he had had sex. So it's such a private thing. <laughs> this this sweet human was like had art was engaged at the time that this rumor came out. His fiance knew and was like had quote unquote forgiven him because you know in this community that is a sin and is a problem or whatever. Um, he apparently had like made things right with the girl that he'd slept with years before, but. The church found out and they took it very personally. So this pastor had him come up on stage in the middle of church, read a statement about this, and then he continued to like talk about how like this is a breach of whatever and whatever. And like, I'm just like, this is public humiliation. Like, what is going on? Wow. Wow. So I like I went up to his fiance and was just like hugging her as we're watching this happen and I'm like what? so <laughs> it gets weirder. Um, there there continues to be meetings because this person wants to be back with the church. So he's like, I'll do what I have to. Like he works for the church. This is his job. This is his livelihood. Um, so he's trying to get you know his job back, like get right in the church again or whatever. So there's like meetings being held intense about like what should be done to like make it it gets too it gets too extensive and he like he's like I can't do this anymore. So he, he leaves. Um and I like I still keep in touch with them. I'm still a part of this culty church. And at one point I go over cuz his fiance graduates from nursing school and we celebrate her. While we're there, we find, like, I, I learn that, like, she's with, she's living with a family who is a part of the culty church. And somehow that, somehow the pastor, the big pastor guy, finds out that she's living with a member of his congregation. So he tells the member of his congregation, you can't have her living in your house. Because she's engaged to the guy that we kicked out. So she loses her housing and they're and then they end up living together, which I thought I said, I'm pretty sure that happened, which I thought was really funny. It was like, you're gonna kick her out, then where's she gonna go? It's the irony in it. <laughs> I mean, they're they're getting married. They got married, but it was just it was so like like you threat you threaten one of your members of your congregation that she can't have a tenant in her house. And, and the member that you threaten is a single mom and like her community is you're threatening her community so then she has to kick this person out because she's going to lose lose her community anyway this isn't my story but i was definitely in the heart of it i knew these people yeah <laughs> i say all of this because it deeply affected me and how i like how i experienced what was going on because the most troubling thing for me that stuck with me for the next like four years while I was like kind of starting to like take apart my faith was like they they believed in the same things that I was taught growing up. They took the they took the Bible literally. Mm -hmm. They like all of the tenets of the faith were the same. 
and this was and this was the result and it's like you can do that with this and have it completely justified like they technically did nothing wrong they followed matthew 18 they followed like these same things that like and that was just really that was really interesting to me yeah it is it's interesting i mean there was so many um points in in your story that i was like uh not kind of triggered, but there's some things like, um, okay, I'll go back to like the camping situation. First, when you were describing it, I, I, cause I'm, I'm from a Caribbean island and, um, it, it's like similar to how we would have camping. Um, like during, um, Easter, we have camping week and our other times we would have like a camping weekend and it's all similar, but then I was like, Oh, kind of sounds fun, and I was like, "No, this is this is a complete debbie. I'm not gonna go for camping." <laughs> but <laughs> you're actually there working, uh, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, that that was a, a thought that came in down to the goats. If you have a lot of goats, and <laughs> I, I love the goats <laughs> and donkeys. That's that's a, a side story. Um, but yeah, the, how you were describing the uh, control and the control uh, tactics, I faintly I had a flashback because I used to be ultra girl. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> and, and Catholic Catholicism, <laughs> uh, you help the priest, right? And um, during mass and. So I I was an altar girl, then I stopped, and then um, my mom would uh, kind of like uh, um, I want to say force. I was trying to <laughs> get a nicer word for it. She would force me to be there every Sunday, and I, I I would go, but I would be so bored that at some time I decided, okay, then I'm just gonna be altar girl again. It has to be. At least I'm moving around and it's not as boring. Um, so I applied to be an altar girl again. And uh, there were some changes with this priest that he had. That um, After every mass, you had to read this um, uh, prayer. Sorry, <laughs> in my language, or a show. Um, yeah, we have to read this prayer, and the thing is, I, I'm a slow reader, first of all, um, and sometimes uh, when I'm reading, I would get lost in where I was, um, so it helps me to kind of like um, mimic it with my mouth where I am. Um, so for me, because it was my first time um, reading this prayer, I had to kind of get used to it, I was kind of mimicking it. So because I was mimicking it, it didn't come out loud. Uh, and then the priest singled me out. He told me, like, uh, he, he stood me there in front of the rest of the, the, the altar people. <laughs> uh, and he was like, you have to read it by yourself now, because I didn't do it. So that, that moment of your friend uh, being in front of everyone and, and being humiliated, that kind of brought me that flashback of of this. It, it was oh humiliation in, in front of this, this group of peers. Um, so if I wanted to defend the church as maybe not as cold now that 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 went out of the window. 
right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, I definitely recognize these uh, moments of, of the control and also, as you were saying, the documentaries. So I also watched a lot of documentaries and this is a common theme, the control, the cutting people off um, when they have an issue with the leader or the either usually have issue with them um and i i almost thought i almost i did think of scientology also at some point and that's what i've been watching mostly of lately <laughs> you know they get uh, what's the word for it like they get um collateral yeah no they have it's because they have like scientology jargon for it when you are cuddled um um it's it's not gonna come right now it's not important but the point is uh that this this is a thing that happened yeah 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 the mutilation part is also very important um almost kind of like crowd forming um like the, the, the crowd has to agree to to this mindset and it has to all correlate to the mindset of the leader or else. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so interesting. I'm so glad you brought up that experience. I'm really sorry that happened to you because that that is humiliation. And it's so it's so interesting because like in those scenarios, like in our child minds, we're like, well it wasn't that bad. I I'm fine. Like but the experience of what's happening there is is someone who has power over you, an adult figure or like even if you're you are an adult, but it's someone in authority in a position of authority, since we, it's a hierarchical structure, there's someone over you taking something away from you, and then saying that they're the person that you need to make it right. Yeah. So so it's like they created a problem, and then they're like, and and here you can fix it. Yeah. But it's going to cost you your like self worth. It's going to cost you your value. Like it's going to cost you your sense of self because they don't want you to have that yeah and, and as you're saying that my my head even went into my relationship that was a, i had a toxic relationship and it's a similar process in in the slowly tearing down of your wall and your confidence and kind of uh, telling you that you won't be anything essentially without them mm. and the extent that um and, and it took took uh, this person like five years to, to get me to this point where um though part of me um maybe the one that went in uh the relationship would have been like get out <laughs> the me five years later after that process of constant humiliation building down my wall um i i couldn't see how my life would be better without her and i was like now now i'm like really <laughs> oh yeah it's it's so hard like i i feel like the i don't know if you're heard this expression but it's like you can't see the forest for the trees yeah. like where you're you're just like if you're in it it's just like right there and that's all you can see and that's all you can feel and like it takes like 
some sort of catalyst, someone outside to hold up like a mirror or an image of like the forest. And then you're like, oh, wait, but there's like more stuff over there. Uh, there's some berry trees over there. I thought, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Those> nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, so this, this uh, process with your friend kind of um, opened your eyes in, in a way to what was going on and then yeah it's a cold and uh, once you thought oh this is a cold that you get out immediately or what what happened there yeah i i made a plan to leave i i had like a very um soft exit like a safe exit because my um the semester before the person that i was dating he was the head of the school and he got um he got like pneumonia and had mold in his lungs because of the tent situation. Um, so he like got really sick and he kept getting staph infections. Like it was not good. He was very sick. Um, so he had to leave the island for health reasons. So the semester before he like had a very easy out, even though he was already having some issues with the pastor, it was just kind of like, the Lord, the Lord is clearly calling you to another place, you know, <laughs> um, very convenient. Um, but the thing was that he and I, when we were, um, one of the things that he and I had in our dynamic was that we argued about everything. And I don't mean like petty arguments. I mean, like we fucking love to debate. It was just every topic. It's like, let's look at it from 50 different angles. Like that's just how our minds work. And and we really believed in like the I forget what Greek philosopher it is, but like the question everything and and bring people into the questioning. And that's how you learn, which is so like not Christian. It's funny, like looking back, <laughs> but, <laughs> but blindly, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we we were determined and believed that ultimately it would lead back to God because like, of course, like, you know, we thought that was the ultimate truth. So in our like conversations with Bible college students, we would bring up things that the pastor had said and would ask the, ask the students like, what are your thoughts on this? And what's your perspective? Somehow rumor got back to the pastor that we were having these discussions. And he had like a discussion with us and was like, look, if you have any issue with anything I'm saying, you need to bring it directly to me. Cause you're stirring up trouble in like the in the student body or whatever like we're causing discord because we're discussing things so um that really rubbed both of us the wrong way it was just like we're not allowed to like have a different opinion than you and if we have a different opinion you than you we can't just like talk about it we have to bring it directly to you like why <laughs> which is very sketchy so so um i I stayed for one more semester. I stayed off campus. I got a house with a family um, up in the mountains that was attending the other community, the one that had left. Yeah. I was still required most of the time to attend the one that I was like, that was affiliated with the school. Um, so I was still going there most of the time. But towards the end, I was just like, fuck it. I, I'm already quitting. Like, I'm just <laughs> going to the one that I liked. But they... It was just, it was so wrought with distress. And like my same friend who got humiliated when his, when his girlfriend grad or his fiance graduated from nursing school, they had a party for her and they invited people from both churches to go on the beach 
at night to have a party that was spread only by text because like they didn't want the faster to find out and get their people in trouble with the other it was just like, so beyond <laughs> but did they find out the past i don't know <laughs> i just i i left and i think i chatted with a couple of people after that said it got worse but i was i was gone it was just like i don't want anything to do with like whatever that was because it was not headed in a good direction I'm surprised that they didn't make a deal out of you staying in the house for because you're not supposed to have contact with the other church, right? Mm, yeah, I think because they already knew that I was leaving. It was like something that was like... Yeah. <laughs> they lost their battle in this game. <laughs> yeah, they um, the that church community or the Bible college, I think, and the and the church got cut off from Calvary Chapel. So the denomination that they had a branched off of, Calvary Chapel said they didn't want anything to do with them because of the way that they were. So it was like even more extreme than that. They were just like, we don't want, we don't want our name associated with that. So it's t- technically it wasn't a Calvary Chapel when this is happening because they got their rights denounced or whatever. But anyway, that's just a bunch of. Uh, it's not really gossip, it's, it's the truth, but <laughs> that happened while I was there. It was it was really interesting because like just like anything and just like any abusive situation and relationship, we learn things, right? Like there there's a lot that we gain from those experiences. Not like every experience of abuse, but like a whole span of time. And and we feel really conflicted about it sometimes when people leave and they're just like, it was shit because I was in an abusive situation, it's like, well, actually, like, there's a lot of fond memories I have from being there. There's relationships that I formed with some of those people that was, like, really beautiful. There's, like, aspects to it that it's just like, well, yeah, there was a lot of good. I actually learned hula there from from the Hawaiian women in the church. And that that is fucking the reason that I left. It reconnected me to my body in a way that I was just like, this is nothing I've ever had, like, capacity for or like I didn't know that this was here I didn't know that I was here and so that that was like really profound and I think is the reason that like I was able to come home to myself at all was because of that so it's like it's definitely not all bad the the women who taught me who those that group of people like I just I owe a lot to them not the pastor well <laughs> It's always the thing I I believe in these cases where you have, um, like I'm gonna call it toxic relationships. <laughs> um, that that of, of course there's moments that you have fond memories of, um, and I'm always thinking I don't want to come off like, oh it was completely bad and and you know horrible five years. I mean if there wasn't any. Um, moments of, of of pockets of joy, then they wouldn't have lasted for five years. I would like to believe. I hope, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's too difficult for me sometimes to to um, give that a place um, while also acknowledging that uh, no, it was pretty <laughs> it was pretty fucked up at the same time, you know. Uh, yeah. I really think that we kind of we kind of believe in our culture that we need to have a 
we have a solid stance or like a, a really binary answer. But that's like not how life works. And that's not how people work. Like we, we do things for a reason. If we stay in an abusive relationship, we're doing it for a reason. Not because we're idiots, but because we're getting something from it or because we can't leave for this reason. We get some sort of safety. We get some sort of like feedback. There's something going on there that we don't know how else to meet that need at that time. Yeah. We're not stupid. And so there's like, there's always something that we're like, life is just like a, it's a soup. It's not like a glass of water and chocolate milk over here. It's like, it's, we're all mixed up. <laughs> yeah, it's, and I'm, I'm in a way um, very uh, intrigued by those gray areas in greed. I mean, that's why I have gray in my, in my name, in my artistic name, right? It's like, I'm intrigued in, in, in those gray areas. Um, but then that was a side note. <laughs> and I was <laughs> I like it. I was curious, um, after you left, how how was life? How was discovering yourself, uh, essentially, um, apart from um the school? Yeah. I I think after that began like probably one of the darkest years of my life. I was I was still dating the person that I was dating there and he moved to my hometown with me and we were planning on living there until I graduated college and then getting married. And um, after having the experience of doing hula and getting in touch with my physical sensations, I I started to feel a lot more of my emotions in my body. And every time we talked about the future together, anytime we discussed marriage, I would feel physically ill. And I was... We were constantly talking about like, should we be together? Should we not? And I was always like in debates with God, like not arguing with him, but like, will you please just tell me what to do? Like, should we stay together? Should we not give me a sign? Like, I need to know because I didn't trust my own feeling of like, I'm not happy. That wasn't like enough for me to be like, well, then it's not good. You know, I was like, I need a sign from God to end this thing. And so that last year was just like I felt more feels and tried to repress it and use my brain to logic myself into like staying for, for so long. And it was so distressing until finally um, I I very much like like you reading that prayer for the first time. I basically whispered the words like I think I need a break. And like I knew once I had let that part out of my body like. I knew it was it was over for me. Like I knew that I wouldn't have said that unless I was ready to just like fucking run. And um I only let myself say that because I I truly was like I would rather be alone for the rest of my life than feel like this. And that's that's really rough, but like I, I completely, um I I was there. I've been in this moment, but go on, yes. 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 You know how like how like full body that experience is of just like I think I was just like full on shaking when I was finally like because we we went like another week and a half before I like graduated college and then um and then I was like we need to talk like basically in this in this little stint of a break my brother and his wife came home and they were like we're moving to Kansas City and we have an extra room they didn't they they just, I don't know if they just didn't like it or like how I was so sad all the time but they didn't know we were ready up yet. They were just like, why don't you come live with us? And I I like 
it was just like my exit ramp. You know, all the memes with like the car that veers off the highway. That was like me. Was just, <laughs> I am out. <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, I, I blamed it on God, you know, of course, just like this obviously isn't God's will because of, you know, I feel like God's spoken to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I did us both a huge favor. Um, <laughs> and, and I slowly started to rebuild from there. There, I was really heartbroken. Like I really just hadn't been anyone without him for like, I'd known him for seven years and we've been off and on whether friends or actually dating or whatever throughout the course of that time. Like I loved him that whole time. So for me, it was just like this, I'm completely broken. Like I need to rebuild. So I went into this phase of like, really like, I'm going to rededicate my life to God. And like, I full on like deep studied harder than I had even in Bible college, which like was a lot. And, and I really just like walked my way out of it. Like it, it was just like, oh, this is like, if God is actually good, then like, here's what's possible. Yeah. And it, it was like, it was like in my commitment to truly seeing God rather than just adopting what I had been told, I really began to see things very differently. And um, Rob Bell was a huge proponent in that for me. He's a Christian pastor. He, he wouldn't, I don't know, he probably uses the word Christian just because. Um, but he's, he's a universalist and a humanist. He's... Um, he uses the Bible to teach things, but it's from a beautiful lens. I'd still listen to his stuff now. He's um, what he does is he doesn't believe in, that the Bible is literal, and he doesn't doesn't take anything like at their face value. So for me, it was just like here's a door to actually knowing a God that's good, and it was like again that exit ramp was just like oh this actually feels good in my body and. Yeah, so I just kept kind of walking in that direction. Do you still consider yourself a Christian? No. <laughs> I I don't like I don't feel like I relate to that label at all. Um I went I went full on atheist for like 6 months and then was just like wait a minute, like but belief is like fun and interesting and like there's way more than like I don't know. I like I really like ideas and like, I like the gray, like you, I just like, I'm like, I have an open mind. I'm just like very always like curious. So yeah. I got into a spiritual community um, with Sora Schilling at Devoted Energy Coaching School and, and did energy coaching study with her and like kind of uncovered a spirituality that was like really beautiful to me and, and actually felt like there was like room for whole people to exist in there with difference. Yeah, I I, I um, resonate. It's the word that I was looking for. <laughs> I resonate uh, with that. Um, for me, my personal path that I took is that I, I got so angry at some point that, that I, I was like obliged to go to church and then all of these things that I too went somewhat atheist at, at some point um so though i have to say that my friend once said like yeah uh but i think that doesn't believe in anything she just believed that we're like um 
waving wavy or something around and i was like that's also not it and then <laughs> once that happened it's just like i'm like i just don't believe that there's a white bearded guy on a cloud watching my every move and everyone else's every move and it's like i i generally thought that if i did something bad that um, he didn't approve of that wasn't in the Bible or was condemned in the Bible that he would send out, send out like a lightning <laughs> rod or something. And like, I, I will be gone from this. <laughs> that's how, how well, that fear um, kind of, yeah, was living inside me. And I was like, that's, that's also not a fun way to, it's not a and then there's the other side that um, I wasn't allowed my bisexuality because uh, a woman with men and that's the only way and et cetera. And um, so in that also, I didn't feel comfortable. I remember I, I, I was still kind of going to church. I was talking to this um, church girl. Um, and I mentioned my bisexuality, like I trusted her enough to tell her about this, which is a big deal. And she was like, you know that God exists, don't you? And I was like, what? And then that means that I'm not allowed to be bisexual, even if it exists, hypothetically. <laughs> um, yeah, at that point, I didn't want to go into discussion. And I just told them, um, I respect you, whatever you believe. And I, I would also like to be respected <laughs> for my, yeah. you know, um, those responses are so harmful. Yeah. It, I would just, I'm laughing because I asked my friend Bons, uh, a very good friend. I'm still talking to this one. Um, uh, but we also had, uh, she was very religious. She wasn't Catholic. Um, but she was, she was also, she was struggling and I was a bit more, I don't give a fuck if I struggling. <laughs> I was like, I think she was still like, no, I got to pray in this bed and, uh, work with the people say in the church. <laughs> um, I asked her once, but what if I believe in unicorns though? Like <laughs> what, what if, what if that was my belief? And I would act the same way as you trying to convince you. But dude, unicorns are totally real though. Like unicorns are gonna strike you if you do something bad, you know, like <laughs> But that's that's the level of ridiculousness for me. <laughs> you you would have been a fun person to deconstruct around. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's that's yeah it's very interesting i would yeah i have um an open mic that i'm joining at in 10 minutes so i, I would have loved to continue this conversation with you <laughs> yes maybe we have to get together another time to continue talking <laughs> i'd be down for that okay <laughs> and to close off is there anything you want to share with the audience at this moment? Well, yeah, simply that like, if you're in a process of like deconstructing something, whether that be your faith or like the way that relationships operate, like take your time with it. 
um, if you need to and pretend there's unicorns if that helps you feel better. There, There's no wrong way to change your mind about something and go at the pace that it feels good for your nervous system. And if you need support, that's a huge part of what my coaching is about. And how, how do they find you if they need, if they want your coaching? Yeah, ChristinaHomeCarlson.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-M-C-A-R-L-S-O-N.com. Thank you. Uh, until next time. Until next time. Oh.